All right, thank you so much for joining in today. This is, once again, the Success Estate Podcast. I am your host, Mike Johnson. I'm a realtor with Coldwell Banker, Lenhart Properties right here in Longview, Texas, serving all of East Texas. This podcast is primarily for anybody that wants to buy, sell, invest, or own, stay in their own, uh, their home. This uh, is a podcast about confidence for you, the listener, uh, to make sure that uh, all areas are covered and you feel the most confident when you're going to make whatever decision you decide uh, to embark on. So today, um, last week, let me let me start there. Last week, just had a brief breakdown of my story because I wanted you to know uh, where I come from. I'm also I'm not coming just as a realtor. I'm also coming as a homeowner who has life experiences himself. And today um, I brought with me uh, for my first guest now coming to the stage. Um, I have the wonderful, amazing, beautiful, gorgeous CEO of Queens United, uh, a nonprofit here in our in our uh, in our city, uh, the LMSW the licensed social worker, the singer, songwriter, poet, choreographer, unpublished author. She's got the book in the chest, uh, digital artist, rookie chef. Uh, I may well give some more backstory on that. Uh, inside joke, women's empower, uh, lover of all things glamorous and of the Lord. She's a woman of God uh, and uh, mother of three uh, handsome, the most handsome boys I think in the world, as far as that I've seen, most handsome boys in the world. And then also too, uh, my beautiful wife, um, my amazing sugar lump uh, of seven and almost seven and a half years now. Um, hello. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing real good. <laughs> I I always feel more confident with you by my side. As a matter of fact, it's kind of funny because one of the places that I really fell for you um, was doing something like this. It's oh, actually yeah. uh, hosting a radio. I don't like Lufkin. No, no, no shade to you. You know, I'm just from Longview, so I don't really, I didn't really care for my my time there in Lufkin. But uh, I will say one of the most beautiful things was being able to watch you on your radio show. Do you fun. remember those days? Yes, that was a lot of fun. I had fun talking to the radio waves and pretending like I had an audience of people. And yeah. I know that was fun. I love being creative like that. So this is a good, I guess, ode to that. Yeah, um, yeah. Good to jump back in the, the saddle. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and today's podcast, uh, we've got uh, y'all our shows about 30 minutes. So we're going to get right into it because there's a lot to cover. But I think, um, I think that it's important uh, as far as confidence wise, uh, I, I deal with a lot of couples, you know, and this is a big decision, home ownership, home buying, even if you're selling, we haven't sold a house yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, buying a house is such a momentous, uh, occasion that sometimes, uh, the weight of it all can sometimes yes. cause you to make some mistakes along the way. So, I want to kind of talk about our story, how we got to where we are now, and then uh, move forward and, and let you give us some tips from, from your point of view, okay? Okay. Um, so, of course, I'm a real estate agent. I deal with these things all the time, uh, but I thought it was important to bring somebody in uh, with credible knowledge um, that also does not experience, and I talked to her about 
real estate things all the time, but I don't know. She doesn't necessarily go through the day to day. So her perspective on things uh, is different. So let's let's start at the beginning, because I think it's important to get a little background. Talk about your living situation growing up. Can you give us a, a brief background of uh, oh, what you. you experienced growing up? So I was born and I lived on Birdsong. Um, and then we moved. That's to, here in Longview. That's here in Longview, Southside. Then we moved to Jordan Street, which is close to Broad Recreation Center. Mm-hmm. And that was all while my parents were, I didn't know they were preparing to build a house. So we made that tra- transition. And then they built a house in Lakeport and we moved out there. So About what age were you when you moved from Jordan Street to the new home the new home was in between third and fourth grade so um i had lots of fun on jordan street it was close to my school cousin pip and so i would i just i don't know we did a lot of fun things yeah yeah um it was quite different moving to lakeport because it was so far out at the time that Mm -hmm. not a lot of people wanted to visit us there was no walmart out there there was no walmart there was only sonic only and the Mm. donut shop and so well, there Skinner's was, now. I mean, it was Skinner's then. Was there was there yeah. Skinner's then? Yeah, it was Skinner's. Okay, but okay, I mean, okay. It was uh, much more expensive, and so you know, gotcha. you had to really want something, right, to right, go right, to Skinner. So right. anyway, I don't know. I have some fun memories in all three places. Like at Birdsong, there was a park right next door. Mm-hmm. Know, so, well, tell us, um, how how did that uh, affect where you wanted? So uh, now you are a grown woman. Let's let's. Let's get to end of college. How did that affect what you were wanting or aspiring for in your housing situation after you left college? I think um, I know for sure that my parents played an integral part, as everyone's parents do, in what I saw for myself in the future. Because I saw my parents work hard, transition, and build something that they could be proud of and pay it off in within their lifetime, you know, before I was even an adult. Um, And that's with um, my dad having to rebuild all kinds of things. And so I, and even knowing their story, even more so about how my dad got laid off as a young person, like seeing all that transpired and learning all that transpired, now looking back, it was even more inspiring. And so I knew that whenever I had a family, I wanted to have something that was ours. I wanted to have something where my children could run and play. I wanted to have something where there was lots of, not lots, I do want lots of space, but, Mm -hmm. you know, having a pet, you know, just being able to create an environment where there was love and, you know, and just having that home. And I know um, because I did live in apartments and things whenever I was in college, you know, I knew that I was willing to put in that time in an apartment, but I knew that that wasn't the lifestyle that I wanted to have with my children and my husband yeah it's so crazy now speaking of children and husband lifestyle now yeah um hey let me go ahead and say y'all um a little a couple of caveats here of course during the pandemic i my myself started working from home Mm -hmm. um fortunately able to have uh, alicia here with me today but why don't you tell them where we are first and foremost where are we oh (laughs) we are in my ladies lounge right right. happy women's history month i don't know i don't know when this is gonna air but if you're a woman you know shout out to you so yeah this is kind of my designated space because i live in a fraternity house um everyone here is a male yeah everybody else yeah so um let i'll be honest with me probably in the last episode you see some different um you see some different 
there's a change to the aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some some pink highlights and things like that. That's because honestly, uh, we're using the spaces that we have in this pandemic, working from home. You may actually hear some children every yeah. once in a while, uh, but that's okay. It's, it's just part of it. Yep, it's real life. So uh, all of that matters. Now, uh, can you recall by attempting to buy your first home? Do you remember that situation? Oh, yes. What was that like for you? Um, before I even was dating or had any idea that I would be dating Mike, I tried to purchase my own home and she went independent woman. I was Miss Yes, that was me. You know, and I just in my thought process, I'm not really a waiter. God has really had to deal with me about patience and being able to be content as my life progresses. But at that point in time I was just like you know, let me not consume myself with being single. Let me do some things that I know is important for me to do. You know, I've been working hard. I had gotten my master's degree by that time and I was working a fairly, you know, decent job. And so, you know, I just jumped out there. I didn't have any realtor that I knew. Oh, yes, I did. Beverly Pruitt. Um, but before her, I didn't have any realtor really like pouring into me the knowledge that you pour into a lot of your clients. And so she was really a spiritual mother for me. And so she came alongside me and she, she was like, you sure you want to do this? You know, I know you can. And so, you know, me and her trekked out and that experience was very emotional. Uh, we, you know, we went to some different houses and in my price point, what I could afford, because, you know, one of the things she said about me is that I'm all things glamorous. So I had watched a lot of HGTV and I had in my mind what I thought this was going to be like. And when I saw what I could actually afford, I was like, mm, okay. But, you know, finally she and I found a place that I really, really loved and I was, you know, I could see myself redecorating. It had the space. You know, I always liked open spaces. And so um, I think what ended up happening was I just couldn't move. We couldn't move the needle to where exactly I needed to be and what was comfortable for my budget, mm-hmm. even though it was what I loved. Yeah. And so, um, and then my mom and dad played a huge part, you know, with some of the things that needed to be fixed. Like, it took me a little while to, you know, Take, take, my emo- take my emotions yeah. off and look at the house for like, okay, Alicia, yeah. if you jump in, these are the things you immediately yeah. have to take care of and can you do those what things? Was that, what was that like for you when you realized like, hey, okay, I've got to walk away from this? I was very angry. Yeah. I was very angry. I was very hurt because, I mean, you know me. Once I set my mind to do something, it's going to get done. And yeah. if it doesn't get done, I'm going to figure out a way to make it happen. Right. And that was just something that at that moment I couldn't figure out how to make it happen. And I mean, I think that, you know, of course all things happen, you know, for a reason and everything works out for the good. But when I saw the other people moving, I still drive by this house. And just, you don't give them the finger, do you? No, I just... Live on the bird and they got like, my house. You did not. You know, I'm just looking at it like, mm, I could have did. But, you know, anyway, it, it all worked out. and it was a, ugly. It was a wonderful experience with her being someone that I knew. So, you know, yeah. when we checked out to start building, you know, looking into home ownership, I wasn't completely naive. Yeah. And I Let's knew. go there. Post, post-wedding. post And mm-hmm. we lived in the duplex for a little while. Yes. I told briefly on the last episode, you know our uh our we we trekked out there we did something some some things that a lot of people even myself i didn't want to do i don't think you really necessarily wanted to do we lived in a duplex for about a year and a half almost two years Mm -hmm. and uh we decided that hey it's it's uh family time yeah Mm -hmm. i'm gonna keep it 
You wanted to expand our family. That. Yeah, we wanted to expand our family. See, that's why I need her. Um, we wanted to expand our family, so uh, we decided to get out of that lease. We were on a month-to-month yes. out of that lease and go to your parents' house, yes. live in your parents' house. Uh, what do you, what do you recall about that whole time period? You know, because of course I told them that you know once we decided to move out, we found out also. Oh my gosh, we yeah. with child. Well, Alicia was I with was child. Pregnant. I always say that. No, <laughs> I was pregnant. Try. I was not pregnant. <laughs> he so was not. She was with child. I was not with child. Yes. Um, <laughs> what was that like for you living? We made a big decision yes. to live with your parents for a short period. What was that like for you? I think the honestly living with my parents was not anything that was too difficult to me in terms of being with my parents. You know, I I grew up very, very tight-knit, very, very close to my parents. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, it was just kind of like I knew, too, also it was temporary. And, and I was just like, yay, you know, this time. The hard thing for me is I don't like clutter. And I, again, I'm a person who loves large open spaces. And when you put two families in one home, there's a lot of bumping into each other or even just conflicts with how you like to do things. Mm-hmm. So me, we had tasted our own freedom yes, at that point. Yes. Then we had to and come so back there, around. There was a lot of like, is it okay? You know, not feeling like what well, was sure. Don't that make was, you feel grown. You know, no, you weren't grown because they were your parents. They were, they are my parents. Yeah. You know, so you're running to the bathroom, like you know, like trying to cover up. But you know, I'm so grateful for that time. You know, because and I don't know how how candid we all. We are, but I'm I'm so grateful for that time now because I didn't know that daddy was going to pass, you mm-hmm. know. And so um, looking back, I just feel like there was some opportunity for us to create more memories. I did have to get used to so many morning people around mm-hmm. me. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's a morning person. My dad's a morning person. And they were still person. working at yes. that time as well when your mom was working. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. it's just I think that was that was inter- that was interesting. I yeah. always wondered how it was for you because for me, I was just going home. I mean, yeah, I mean it was a p- big pill to swallow, of course, especially on your on the manhood side because you know you want to be the king of your own castle. But um, at that point, I had to I had to give that up, you know, mm-hmm. of course, out of respect because of the opportunity. Now, I think I was more. Uh, in love with the opportunity that it provided, mm-hmm. you know, when you are able to, I think our rent at the time was like eight fifty, mm-hmm. you know, for the for the duplex, and to be able to save that or try to save that every month, it was hard because at the same time we, we were, were pre- we found out we were pregnant, so and so all of our idea of like, like, <laughs> all of our idea of like saving the that that money every month, we had to do things like pay bills and get prepared as things like that. So mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of switched things up for us. Um, now, of course, people don't know, but you were on bed rest. Yes. Um, we had a scare with Mikey, uh, and they, they put you on bed rest, put you on leave from work uh, as a teacher. Uh, so you were at home um, pretty much every day, mm-hmm. um, and we were trying to find a house uh, within, like, the last month, last two months. Actually, well, we probably started about three months, three months ahead. What yeah. do you remember? What do you recall about the time when we were searching for a house? Pressure. Me still being very, um, the word that comes to mind is picky, but I'm just a person. I know what I want. I know what I like and mm-hmm. I know what I don't like. It, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard for me to make a decision, but it doesn't take me long to be like, Mm-mm, I don't mm-hmm. like it. Right. And so, you know, the, it was a, it was exciting but it was kind of a, again another one of those disheartening moments because 
you know, I'm a social worker. And so I saw I saw this TikTok yesterday and this woman was basically saying like, you know, I have a teacher's heart, but I have uh the the desire to live like someone who makes a whole bunch of money. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's kind of me, you know, it's like I have, you know, caviar dreams and champagne <laughs> wishes and not, you know, and work and like target, you know, funds, right. you know, and so I think that that was that was the deal, you know, and so honestly, the home that we're in now, you fell in love with it. Mike was driving like every day. I'm just gonna stop by the house. I'm gonna look at it, I'm gonna, and I'm just like, and I honestly was like, I don't like it like that, you know. <laughs> he was like, you sure you don't like that house? And I was like, no, I really don't, you know. But the other houses that the realtor was showing us, I wasn't necessarily feeling those because location for me was very important. You remember we that house on Fleetwood, right up yeah. from Regents? It was. Kind Kind of between that one, that was the one we were first gonna go with. Yeah, it was between that one and this one. Yeah, you remember with the with the cherry wallpaper, the apples. Yeah, in you the know, kitchen. Oh yeah, that apple. Yeah. yeah, apple wallpaper. Um, you know, I, but it was, I, was gonna require to... immediate renovation. Mm-hmm. And me having a baby, you know, you had an air mind fixer upper. Oh, yeah, you I know? forgot about that. And I was like, Mm-mm, because I know me, I know that I'm gonna want it done. I'm gonna want it clean. If we're going to do a fixer-up, I want to be prepared to so, do this stuff back-to-back so, so it this can, is kind I can have of, a goal date. This is kind of the meat of why we're doing this podcast because, you know, as partners, we were making a decision. And this is a very, very big decision. Now, we made it hard on ourselves because we put a time. Mm-hmm. We had a time bearing down on us. We didn't yeah, start early. Yeah, we <laughs> right. D-Day was yeah. coming, a drop day. But uh, we had time bearing down on us, and we had to make decisions. And, you know, in all honesty, communication has not been my strong point um, in our marriage. It's something that I've, I've definitely had to grow in. Uh, but it's also something, uh, some of the same issues that I saw in our marriage uh, and as far as decision making, I see with couples now. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the big uh, things, like I said, is the importance of, of communication and making those decisions. Um, can you think of uh, any time, I mean, any, and these are big decisions, I mean, big days like uh, the day, I mean, big things like uh, our child being born or our wedding day or the, even buying this house. Uh, some some momentous occasions that, that I wasn't very helpful in. And please feel free to be be honest. That's okay in this. Okay, so you want me to talk about a time that I don't feel like you were yeah, helpful? Some, yeah, something that, some, well, a way that I could have improved um, in in being a partner with you. I know, I know. Okay, so I'll bring up one. So our wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, in preparation for our wedding, mm-hmm. you kind of had, uh, you've had some specific mm-hmm. um, uh, disapprovals of some of the mm-hmm. things that I did while we were prepared for our marriage. Can, uh, can you talk about well, that? Well, I'll, I'll say this. You know, I can think of before we got married, and I mean, I can give you some slack on that because a lot of, I mean, planning for our wedding, because a lot of men don't get that involved in that process. That's a big thing. Um, so I I was disappointed, but I was like, you know. Um, I think a lot of times, just overall, whether you're talking about preparing for our children, where, for me, you don't get helpful is like, you are an internal thinker. 
Mm-hmm. And so whether we're talking about planning for our wedding or we're talking about our children coming, you know, I'm in here, I'm in this lane over here thinking about these things and you are like focused in on one, you mm-hmm. know? And so I'm not saying that you're thinking about one and I'm thinking about multiples, but that's kind of what it can feel like. Yeah. And so a lot of times also because you are a thinker, you don't communicate the thoughts, like the things that are important or crucial to me, to you, like you leave those out and then you'll share details that I'm just like... I didn't care right. about that, you right. know. And so when I'm thinking about um, <laughs> um, money stuff, you know, Mike, you, you sometimes you may be looking at things and seeing a trend, but I'm looking at it from a whole big picture and I'm looking at my list of things that I need to do. Yeah. And so we may not be communicating on you know, where we need to spend that money. So I'm spending money for the baby and you're spending money for whatever. Or, you know, so I think things like that is where it gets difficult for me. It's just trying to get your thoughts out of your head, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, me, again, I'm a very direct person. If it's in my brain and, and I'm pretty much going to share it just because I've learned that I can't expect people to rise to the standard of the occasion if I mm-hmm. don't. Whereas you a lot of times will give people the opportunity to fail or succeed. Yeah. You know, but I think that is difficult in our marriage because there's also disappointment attached if I don't rise to the occasion yeah. that you yeah. actually expect it. So And I think I think out of all of it, it kinda ends up souring yes. the the momentous occasion. So I, I think I'm gonna try I'm gonna, gonna try to post a picture of our closing day. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember that? For one, closing <laughs> day was terrible. It was you know, the most it was emotional experience because, again, you know, that was the first day I've ever really seen you on something get, like, very upset and say, no, I'm going to fight for it. Like, you a lot of times will give people the benefit of the doubt and give them chances. And I'm just like, no, if you're going to, you know, I'm just like, this is how it needs to be. Mm. And so I'm sitting there seven and a half or so months pregnant and they are. No, you were right at eight. Or eight, whatever. I was big. Because because we closed literally one month before. I just know uh, I was Mikey uncomfortable, was and looking at those pictures, I see why. But we walked in there, and to the mistake of whomever was writing and underwriting and whatever, you know, they were like, well, you need a 1000 extra dollars, you know? And, and, and I'm just like, how do you just surprise and tell right, us right, that that's something right, that we need? And, right. I mean, there was a lot of emotions from everybody's side, and they're looking at us like... Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. And I'm looking at, and I'm a very much a person of, if you make a mistake, just own up to it. Right. And try to make and it right. And everybody was hush mouth. And everybody was looking like. It was them. The title company, the lender were looking at. You know, and so <laughs> I was just rocking. And I was and like, pregnant. And pregnant. And I was, I think, did I call my mom? I was just, I, call, I don't know. We talked to you. I talked to your dad. I talked to my dad. I, I talked was, to everybody. I was, I was livid. Livid. I was livid. livid. That, that was the one time I think we were really on the same page with our anger. Yeah. And with the thing we were trying to get accomplished. And I think at the end, you know, they did agree to pay a portion. But in my mind, I was still like, no, they need to pay it all. Mm-hmm. It was their mistake, a total right. mistake. It wasn't like we looked at the information and, and like, just was like, ooh, I hope they yeah, don't catch it. Because I asked them, like, three times. Are you sure this exactly. is the Exactly. We messed up a little bit because we ended up spending money where we shouldn't have. Yeah, but I think still when it's someone else's fault, it's mm-hmm. just you don't anticipate. <laughs> you don't anticipate. We got a 
visitor. We got a visitor. Hey, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. You going to sit down? Okay. Come on, sit down. So, uh, we were just talking about our closing day, which did not go very well. Uh, it actually went pretty, pretty horribly, that closing day. It was day. just too many. You're supposed to be celebrating, and right. I think... A lot the, of the air got yeah, taken out. Yeah, a lot of the air got taken out, and um, I don't think that I was prepared for how long it takes to close. Mm-hmm. So, to go back and forth, up and down, you know, I was very nervous about every step, even the inspection. And then we get to closing, and that's another thing. It just really makes me empathize with people buying a house when they keep having to, like... Because we watch so much television that mm-hmm. they make it look like, they oh, I want the, the They skip the whole process. Make it all look glorious. And then it's like, this is not like that. And right. so I think a lot of times in what I see you having to do and what I wish I... Sometimes I wish I could be a realtor, like a, a realtor god, fairy godmother for people, just to kind of, like, help them feel better because... Some people have seamless things, and some people just have thing after thing after thing, and you don't realize that it's not always your realtor's fault. It's not always uh, it's just something. I think we were pretty upset with our realtor. I was like, I can't, and now I know she didn't have anything to do with that. But at the same time, I was like, I mean, she was very nice in the whole thing. But one of the things I even took out, like we hadn't heard from her since. Yeah, you know, and I have no qualms against her at all. Yeah, none, none. But still, at all. But I just really, I think that that day was just, it was tough. But it was something I could move fast really quickly because I mean, after we got the keys, we were like, nesting, nesting. Let's get the paint. You know. (laughs) Hold on one second. My man got a big booger. Hold on. Hold on. I don't want you to be upset, but I can't have you on camera like that, big man. I know your nose is sore. Why your boogie get so sticky again, Grant?
So, yeah, so some of the problems that I've seen uh, with couples, you know, when they're making a decision about buying a house, um, it seems to be, you know, kind of some of the same issues that I have, where um, some party is not being completely honest mm-hmm. with how they feel about a space, mm-hmm. you know. So um, it, one of the most frustrating things that I've seen for uh, whichever party is more vocal is for somebody to walk in, you know, the, the other, the two part, the two people going together and one person is saying, oh, I love it. I love this and this and this and this and this. And then the other person is like, oh yeah, I like it. But then they don't say anything until they get home. And then they're like, oh, I didn't like this. And then they start mm-hmm. picking it apart. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I kind of had that issue for a while. Uh, can you just give some thoughts on, you know, how best to communicate during making those big decisions and and why it's important to be honest in those moments? Well, I think one um, thing is very important to communicate is because you're going to be in this space for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. So looking at each other other, and when the house starts to breathe or shift or move what houses do, you want to still like your house. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, you never want to settle i think what i know now is what i'm even doing for our next house is just making a list of things that are i want like this is what i want this is what i don't want this is what i don't like you know being honest like don't don't say things like oh we can make it work we can make it work because something as simple as if you need a house that has lots of storage you don't want to say oh we can make it work when you know you have a lot of stuff and so being willing to communicate you know and just say hey i i know that you really like this i know that you even really love this but have you thought about where we're going to place these items Mm -hmm. you know so asking questions of your significant others others so that they are thinking about you know the practical use for this home you know because i know for me there was there were times when i was like oh i love this or i love this space um but when i took a step back and i couldn't commit because the location wasn't right mm-hmm. or i couldn't commit because it just didn't feel like home like the the feng shui or the flow whatever you want to call it this house we came back to several times and I saw the the den was a selling piece for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't as modern or glitzy, but when I looked at the finishes of the house, I was like, okay, we don't have to do any immediate work. Yeah. And that space right there, I could see us entertaining and I actually prayed and I was like, okay, Lord, I will dedicate this space and this will be a meeting space or a sanctuary of sorts where people will be able to come together and give you glory. One so, place where I think we did we probably HGTV glamorized the process was uh, our bathroom. Oh, yes. You know, we just we have knew a th- we So were- we have a three-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath, and we kind of got excited because I think the year before, we got so much back in our income tax that we said, okay, when we – it was January, so we bought the house, and we said when we get our income tax – we had, had two or three people come out and take a look at what it would cost to improve yes. um, that back uh, that back bedroom area, and uh, and then uh, we still have the that IRS. half bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> the IRS said, "Hey, bro." <laughs> and I think that's a, that's again like if you cannot live in your house, 
like it is and be at peace, then I don't think that it's the house for you unless you know you already have right. the funds allocated right. Right. or approved to make those changes. And Stay I mean, tuned three episodes from now, you're going to see how you can get that. And so I do think that, you know, I still am frustrated with the half bath, but I also have since made peace with, mm-hmm. you know, our home and what we've been able to do in other spaces. And mm-hmm. so I just know moving forward... The next bath is going to have his and her sinks, his and her closets, perhaps even his and her toilets, because... This is definitely a starter home. You know, yeah, but I mean, I love it. I still, I you know, too. I still, I love the location. I love our neighbors. I don't feel unsafe. I don't feel, you know, the yard still bothers me, but that's on us. That's not on the house. So. Yeah. Um, tell, do you have any other... Um, anything about now that you're in the home, you know, um, really briefly, uh, because we're almost out of time, but really ble- briefly, uh, now that we're in the home, what, what are some things that you would have done differently now? We're six years, five years into owning this home. Um, what are some things that you would have done differently now that you've lived in this space and uh, what you would take to the next, to the next house? Um, I know that a lot of times, like, I'm still decorating our house. There are still spaces in our house that don't quite feel like home to me, even though we've been in it for mm-hmm. five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that what I would do differently is I would make those preparations, like, as I'm saving for a home, I want to save for the decor. That's yeah. just me as a woman. because yeah, that's big. That's really important. Because when you get in, you're you're gonna you've been watching the shows, you've been looking at the magazines, you've been on Instagram and Pinterest and all your favorite designers. And you don't and, know how much it costs. And you're you just don't. At you're just looking it at it. And so I actually saw Melissa and Kevin Fredericks from Kev on stage. Yeah. When she, when they were like they started buying their decor for their next house before they even got the next house, and so they had a storage. Uh, and I mean, I'm not saying that's, that's what, what you did, too. but that is exactly what I did because I, when I was single, not even aware of Mike, I had a storage with beds. Sad. I had storage, two beds. I had dressers. I had TVs. I had mattress. You know, I was trying to be that prepared woman, you know, which is my, my whole, my whole thing. That's just me. And so I think for the next house, I'll be thinking about that because Putting children in the mix and life in the mix and home ownership in the mix, even when you do have home warranty, there are some things that just come up that you have to pay that's going to eat away money. And if you have kids and our kids are about to get older, you know, the taste that I have and what I want, I am already, you know, I know that I need to be thinking about that as well. I also know that I need to be thinking about, like, resale stuff. Like, I'm thinking about now, like, what do I want to fix around the house so in case we want to sell the house even in two years, you know, what can I do? And so just, I think those are a couple of things because... We don't re- we we get the home and we don't realize it's gonna frustrate you if you can't and this is from a female perspective. I don't know what the males what guys feel or from a decorator perspective because some guys like to decorate as well. But you know if it's gonna bother you not to be able to you know dress your home in a way that you want it dressed, I think that that's something to think about as you're going through the process, which is something that's difficult because as you are waiting on your house to close, you can't make big purchases. Right. 
So, not with, not with, you can make it with cash. Right. You can't make it with credit because it can throw off your whole thing. Right, day. right. Well, uh, I think those are all great tips and points, uh, especially from your point of view. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on today and talking about these things. Uh, it's something that I look forward to doing more down the line, um, having you come in and even hopefully joining me in some of the interviewing yeah. of other people. Um, so thank you so much. You got all, you guys got a chance to see two of our three boys, um, uh, Ian Grant here and Garrison Lee, uh, very briefly. Uh, but also, uh, also too, I just want to thank my wife for coming on and uh, giving her perspective on these things because it's it's very important. Uh, and I'll say this to wrap everything up: uh, it's very important if you're deciding to buy a house, start early. Yes. Okay, there's a couple of things. Start very early. If you're two years away from buying a home, start now. Go apply for a mortgage. One thing that happened with us. We started working on our credit. We started saving. We had no idea where we needed to save and where we needed to improve our credit to. Because uh, a lot of times you go on Credit Karma and Credit Karma is pulling two of the three credit bureaus. And your FICO score includes all three. So it's very important to talk to a mortgage uh, lender, whether that be your bank or a mortgage company. If you need suggestions, PM me, uh, shoot me a message and I can send you some suggestions for local lenders that are great. Um, so start early. Uh, and get prepared. I think our our journey would have been so much better if we had just been prepared. Yes. Um, if we get prepared ahead of time by applying for the mortgage, if you don't get approved early on, it's okay. They're going to tell you why, and you can work on those things. If you're two years away, you can work on those things for the next two years. The only thing is there's only one way to find out exactly what you need in order to get approved for a mortgage, and that's to apply for a mortgage. That's scary, but if you do it early, you won't have what I had where I came thinking that my score was like at a 700 and Alicia's was like at a 660, 680 or something like that. I was like, oh, I should, I guess I shouldn't have talked about it. I edited that part out. It's okay. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, our credit score didn't end up being as strong as we hoped, so we had to end up taking a different route in order to, uh, to get approved and buy a house. Uh, so many things were thrown out just because we weren't prepared. My goal in this is to have you be as confident as you can be by being prepared with as much information, as much perspective. Uh, whether you're buying a house, get prepared. If you're selling a house, get prepared. Uh, if you're planning on investing, get prepared. Yes. And home ownership, the farther you go, wear and tear on the house, let's get prepared for whatever it is that you're going to do. Please like, subscribe. Uh, I would greatly appreciate it if you would uh, subscribe to this show, uh, this podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, if you would subscribe to this channel, that would be great. And also, too, it would be super great if you would share this because uh, it's very important for other people to get this information. It's information that we wish we had, um, and so we want to share it with the world. Thank you so much for vi for listening. Next week, uh, I've got a great guest coming on talking about FHA loans. So if you're thinking about purchasing a house... We're going to show you how FHA loans uh, can apply to you. Any last words? Anything you want to? Um, thank you for having me. I mm. love what you're doing. You. I think this is awesome, and you're an awesome realtor. You're my favorite realtor. Uh, um, Y'all, don't settle. Just get prepared. Negotiables, non-negotiables, yeah. because the more you prepare, the less you settle, and it's too big of a purchase to 
to settle because you'll resent your partner. Mm-hmm. And your partner is the person you're building a life with. Yeah. The home is still just a tangible thing. This Crucial. person right here is the most important Crucial. next to you. So just make sure that y'all communicating and laying out those negotiables and non-negotiables so that you're not settling and then hurting your relationship. Right. All right, y'all. This is the Success Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Johnson, Coldwell Banker, Lenhart Properties right here in Longview, Texas. Thank you so much for checking out, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.